the Popcorn Here Show. I am God's gift, Orlando. Can't believe you keep doing that. <laughs> I'm going to keep it for a little bit. And with me, as always, is Pedro. Hello, hello. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm still trying to get over your God's gift. Yeah, yeah. Whenever God <laughs> says you're not a gift, then I'll stop, you know? <laughs> Fuck. Whenever he comes down. Um. Yeah, so... We have actually a pretty uh, filled podcast for you guys today. We're going to be breaking down um, the Spielberg versus Netflix controversy that just happened uh, this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some news in TV and movies, and then we're going to break down some recent trailers that we saw. So, Paige, let's get into it. Let's start off with the Spielberg versus Netflix. Yeah, I just thought this was funny, and I wanted to talk about it. So, pretty much, Steven Spielberg... A master in his own right is completely butthurt that Netflix is getting kudos for their movies Oscar-wise. Right. He he is a judge on on Oscar, right? He's on the board. He's on the board, exactly. So from the get-go, when Netflix started making, you know, decent movies from the get-go, he was like, no, they're made for TV. They're considered TV movies. They should just be qualified for Emmys not Oscars. And then you had Alfonso Cuarón do an amazing movie that got all the Oscar artsy love. Right. Exa- exactly everything the Oscar loves, they made a movie like that. They even made it in fucking black and white. Doesn't get more Oscar-y than that. And I'm thinking about the, the artist right now. Yeah, I'm thinking about the artist. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it wins all these awards. And Steven Spielberg is just like, yo, I do not agree with this shit so i was gonna ask you do you agree with him or do you disagree this is one of those um old man kind of stands where like you're you're a clock man like your time is ticking and you're not you're not catching up to what you know like what what the current trend is Mm -hmm. it's 2019 and like streaming is is everything now yeah yeah he's pretty much yeah and he also hates on movies that are only put into theaters for like a week or two and then they get oscar nominated as well right he basically wants the movie to get recognized he basically wants to keep them separate he he yeah. he thinks if they're on netflix they should win emmys not mm-hmm. um oscars because yeah. that's a cinema thing mm-hmm. i wonder if he is does he have any shares in cinema in terms of like stockholder? Like, does he own like a major stock mm. in like in cinema? You know, because in theaters, in you theaters, mean? no one's no one's arguing this. You know that that no. heavy. You know, no one is. Uh, here's my argument with him. He has this belief that the Oscars is only for the theater, for movies in the theater cinematic experience. When I always felt which I'm sure many others feel the Oscars is about the art of film. Right. He should be congratulating the art of the film rather than the fact that it was on screen for people to watch in a big screen and made money. So yeah, I just, I completely disagree with that. It's definitely an I'm old type mentality, right? Of course, which is crazy because I mean, Steven Spielberg is fucking Steven Spielberg. He's awesome. So it's kind of weird seeing him like, ah, the future, a man that's all about the future. You know, with all his movies and shit like that and um, and his movie making skills. And it's all like, no, the future has to stop here because I don't want people to have movies at the touch of their fingertips that can get Oscar nominated. It's just weird. Yeah, he, you know, he it's, it's very elitist. It's, it's weird because, you know, he's a visionary. So you're like you're ahead of the you're when it comes to cinema, you're literally you have been ahead of of the time um, constantly and it's funny that for this you're like this is where you an, cross the line you're being an old dinosaur and so um it's i had i went i was looking at this post that i saw and i i completely thought it just ended the argument entirely okay so it's a quote from steven spielberg saying once you commit a television format you're a tv sh- tv movie he said in an interview last year mm. you certainly you certainly, if you're a good show, you deserve an an Emmy, but not an Oscar. I don't believe films that are just given token qualifications in a couple of theaters for less than a week should qualify for the Academy Award nomination. So it's like you said, like if they're in theaters for just a couple of weeks, he he doesn't want them yeah. to be included in the award ceremony. 
and Netflix uh, rebuttal to that was, we love cinema. Here are some things we also love. Access for people who can't afford or live in small towns without movie theaters. Letting everyone everywhere enjoy releases at the same time and giving filmmakers more, where, more ways to, sh- to share art. These things are not mutually exclusive. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that, argument is done. Like, yeah, that's it. And it's funny because, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to live in a pretty, uh, pretty like busy place, you know, Miami, where mm-hmm. eaters and uh, supermarkets are right around the corner. But if you ever travel to anywhere, like rural, like literally, it's miles and miles until of of until something so, and, civilization and until civilization or, you know. exactly and so yeah let's pretty, say i'm a movie buff in the middle of fucking nowhere it's like yeah exactly so why and it's 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 a it's, a, it's an elitist thing like you you don't recognize a problem because this was never a problem for you you're surrounded by movies you make movies you have the privilege to go to watch movies mm-hmm. Some of these people on the ceremony, they get movies shipped to them. You know, they have like the like an actual special projector for these people. Like they can watch these movies in like the like they're elitist in that sense. They have mm-hmm. this privilege a privilege to watch these movies whenever they want. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure Steven Spielberg, Spielberg hasn't been to a proper cinema in years. He doesn't have to. He probably has a movie theater in his own, his own fucking house. Yeah, yeah, house. his living room is probably his theater Exactly. So, know? like, he doesn't know that, like, some people don't have access to that, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, granted, he's been famous and yeah. probably rich since, like, the fucking 80s, 70s, yeah. no, 60s, you know? Mm-hmm. He's never probably had to have that problem. So, when you probably are detached from yeah. civilization at that he's, point. He's just definitely out of the loop. Yeah. That's for sure. He's an old and... dinosaur. And yeah, pretty much, which which is unfortunate. But uh, see, I'm one of the first ones to say that I would never get rid of the the theater experience for nothing. Like even when Netflix was like really hitting its stride, I was like, I fucking love Netflix. And if they start bringing in all these movies, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna watch them. But at the end of the day, I still want to go to the theater. Like uh, Ghibli Fest. I own these movies. I can watch them anytime I want, but they're coming in the theater experience like spirited away and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to watch it to get the theater experience. I'm giving them my money to do it. Right. So yeah. And, and the thing is, but like, that's because I'm fortunate enough to be near a theater. They can do it. Right. And I can choose that. But I'm also at the same time, will say, fuck yeah, it's on Netflix. Hell yeah. Everyone can enjoy it now. Not right. just me that has, that's fortunate enough to have money in a place to actually watch it. Yeah. So. And, and the thing is, it's one of those things where it's evolve or die. You know, the cinema industry is afraid of Netflix and Hulu and all of these streaming services because they are coming for their wallet. Right. And people don't, you know, as you know, we're, we're seeing a trend now in movies because it's superhero movies right now, basically the trend and it, they're doing really well, but right. Which is funny. I, I think biopics is going to be the new one. Yeah. I don't think it'll last long, but 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 it's definitely going to peak. Yeah, it, it is so far. It's especially with Queen and doing then, so and well. Then, and then the Rocket Man. And, and, um, that looks yeah. fucking good, though. Yeah, yeah. No, they do. Yeah. And so, you know, I think these trends exist because, well, it's what's working, obviously. And we, we can't take damn risk right now because the minute we let our foot off the gas, like Netflix is there with the with buying, you know. I think there's a movie right now with like Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, Triple Triple Frontier. Uh, or Triple like Frontier, yeah, it's got Chris Chris Hunnam and everything. Yeah, everybody. There's, and that movie is a Netflix exclusive, and that is a movie that would have came out in theaters and probably did pretty well if it had good advertisement, mm-hmm. you know, because you have fucking yeah, you, A-listers you, up you, the ass. You have big names, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, the cinema can't put like put their foot off the gas because like they're coming for you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find a way to draw people to like your theater. And A list is part of one of the reasons why people have A list now. Mondo loves A list. Oh hell yeah, you I, love I, I, I love it too. But he won't shut up about yeah. it. Movie Pass, like it's one <laughs> of those things where competition just breeds a better product for the consumer. At the end, yeah. Of the day. And so like. I'm, I don't know, man. For Spielberg to be so gun ho for this, like, he has to have like major like stock in like maybe, maybe. And it's because the thing is nobody else is bringing it up. So it's mm-hmm. like, what do you own? What, what uh, uh, a stake I, in AMC? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like the reason why he's 
overreacting like this is because he feels like, damn, that's it. The theater experience is completely over. Like, no one's going to want to go to the theater. Everything's going to be Netflix, Netflix. Maybe, but I still don't see... But that's the thing, though. Like, But I, I, I still don't see the theater experience being extinct. Right, they might neither. be more exclusive. Me, sure. Yeah, me neither, though. And the, and the thing but is... I, but, but I don't see them I yeah. don't see them stopping fully. And the thing is, at the end of the day, like... And, and why and, should that qualify for an Oscar? Yeah, and... And the thing is, if for movie theaters, like if Netflix takes you out, right, and theaters for are become obsolete for some odd reason, okay, well not obsolete, but it's because you didn't evolve. Mm-hmm. It's it's not Netflix's fault. Like at the end of the day, a company's job is to make money, and Netflix went to this. Netflix went from DVDs and said, "Hey, we're, remember when Netflix dropped their DVDs and people were like, oh, you're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. We don't want to watch movies. We want DVDs and mm-hmm. we want to watch, we want to like make sure we can watch everything that we want and we don't care if it gets shipped. People lost their mind and Netflix was like, nah, we're going to drop DVDs and we're going to, if you want them, it's on a mm-hmm. different website, same company kind of, but we're just going to drop it. Yeah. And look what happened. Netflix fucking took a small hit, but then fucking ran with it. You yeah, know? But, and at the end of the day, there are still channels. And There's still TV. Exactly. And it's not over. It's not over. And you just can't tell another company to not do something because you're afraid that you're going to go out of business. Mm-hmm. You have to evolve. Like You have to find a I way. Know. And the thing is, I think movie theaters slowly are getting to that point where they're finding ways to get consumers in like right. the, 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 the reclining chair and the luxury seats and the bar, the bars and movies. Yeah, dude, like mm-hmm. you have them. If, if you're afraid that Netflix is going to steal away the actual TV, I mean the actual um, movie then make your shit an experience, mm-hmm. make it, which, yeah, which they're doing. Absolutely. And so I don't think movie theaters are going to go away Mm-mm. anytime soon. I feel like there is, you know, we the box office seems to be pretty steady. Like yeah. movies are coming out and they're making. There's even certain articles that say due to these services, like Movie Pass when it was in its prime before it fucking you right. know nosedived and a list and all that, that more people are you know yeah. actually going in. And at the end of the day, movie theaters. At the end, you have to get them in, but movie theaters don't make money off of movies. They make money off concession. We all pop, know this. I mean, not, not we all know this, but pucka, anyone, pucka, pucka, pucka. <laughs> anyone who's ever looked it up has. That's why food is so expensive at movie theaters. It's because they make their money off inf- inflating the prices of food. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can't bring any outside food into movie theaters. That's how they make their money. Of course, they have to get you in and they get yeah. you in with their movies. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if a movie's on Netflix and a movie's on a movie theater, like. Mm-hmm. You, yeah like for example like spider-verse if it was on netflix and it was in the movie theater i would go watch the movie theater like, yeah there are just some there are some movies that you just gotta go watch in the movie theater. I, I would have definitely watched it in theaters absolutely yeah. it was just an eyegasm um, it's not exactly the same thing but another parallel i guess of what his fear is is i remember when the kindle came out and uh everyone was like oh you get to buy your books digitally it's all going to be in the pad. Books are extinct. Nah, dude. Amazon's still selling books. Barnes & Noble's still kicking. Right. People still love the smell and the feel of a book. Right. I, I, I still prefer books over digitally reading because when I lose my fucking page and digitally, I'm like, ah! Yeah. I like having a bookmark and knowing where it is. Maybe that's my old man mentality, but right. I, you know, right. there's still a thing for it. I, I do think that books are going to become obsolete. Not obsolete, but just a harder. You're going to see less and less. I mean, Barnes & Noble is the only bookstore that's relevant Amazon. nowadays. And Amazon. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. You, you don't really see, if you do see like a mom and pop bookstore, it has like a certain like feel, like a homey feel where like mm-hmm. it's not popular, but it does enough to like yeah. be open. So... Yeah, I think books is different. Though. I, th- I feel like do- books are going to become, mm. especially I don't think a lot of people read in general. You know, I don't think a lot of people do read. Yeah. So, but again, there will like always comics, be. Like comics are big. Like, uh, I, heard, I heard that Marvel is doing really bad at the comic division and Disney's thinking about closing down the comic division. The, the, that was a weird, I would have to read more about it, but that was a weird rumor that sparked from a panel that was worded a certain way. Yeah. It was like, Something along the lines of Marvel heroes from page to screen. I'm paraphrasing, but something like that. And everyone immediately went, 
whoa, they're going to stop selling comics and only make movies and well, shows. What, what I was and reading, it's like, what I was, what I was reading was that like, not, not that the Marvel's going to stop, but the comic book industry is going down in a sense of, because, um, what's happening is that Marvel has all these events and for each event, you have to buy multiple books, you know, so that all coincide with that event. Yeah. And so then you, you get a crazy, I'm the first one to say, you get a crazy checklist and so then with the, 80 comics and you're like, I ain't going to read that. And then the comic book store has to buy all of these comics, you know, they have to stock up on these comics so they have them in stock so you buy them, but then no one buys 80 books to get caught up with this event, you know? Mm. And then the comic book store takes a hit because it has to add, you have this stock, you know? So that's what I was reading. We're like, comic book stories are going to like have a decline because of that. Because it's like, you're trying to sell events, but then you're trying to sell multiple books and with the same story, like written throughout like 20 books and no one's mm-hmm. going to buy 20 books. And then I have to stock these 20 books. Yeah, but people say that until the big event comes in. Like when Batman was getting married, everyone fucking bought those. There's always going to be something that'll bring them in. Right. They killed off Superman in the 90s so people can buy books again. No one's buying books anymore. Let's do an event and people will still buy it. People will still eat those events. Even though we all hate it, they'll do it. Right. Um, it's funny you say that. I just looked up uh, you know, Marvel to stop comics and whatever. And there's an article from like a little more than a year ago talking about they think that they're going to do that too. Again, this is just all like maybe in the future. Right. But I, I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening either soon. because like at the end of the, the Marvel day, movies are so freaking big that people are of course it's nowhere near as much as people buying the movies, but people are going into the comic shop yeah. with no prior knowledge of this other than the movies and they're picking up a few issues here and there. Yeah. I don't think they'll stop. I think I think also what it is as well is that people are gonna buy comic books as these movies come out. As just like talking pieces. Like, yeah, I saw Black Panther. Here's my Black Panther issue one I got for 50 bucks at the store. Like, it's just one of those things where like. I think it's more like talking points. Yeah, like than, um, it's like just kind of like. Hey, I'm a comic book fan. I, be, I bought one once. To be part of the like, you know, to be part of the. The, the, the fad. Guy, yeah, the fad, the trend. And so. I don't know, man. And and the thing is, is like they, these movies from Disney like standpoint has gotten you so much money. Mm-hmm. Just how, how much? How much money is the comic book division really like? Costing oh no, it, it's it's a fraction. I saw that they did a pie chart once, and it was. I mean, I barely remember it, but it was like less than ten percent. Just to give like, you, just keep just, it, just open. to give you a number out of my ass, yeah. less than ten percent to keep that that it, it's generating compared yeah. to film and merchandise and all that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like just keep it open. Like just like if it's not really that much money that you're, if it's not money that much money that's costing you to keep it open, just keep it open because you're gonna still have diehard fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not to go on a weird tangent about Marvel, but yeah, like. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, to end the Spielberg Netflix thing. Spielberg is an old dinosaur. Netflix is the future. Get on point. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So then let's jump into some news. Speaking about comic books, there's a new story out. Obviously, a few days ago, we learned that Will Smith is not going to be in Suicide Squad two. Yes, so for those not in the know, Suicide Squad 2 is going to have James Gunn directing it. And as James Gunn does, he likes to make everything his own. So he's redoing the whole shebang. He's trying to bring up, you know, trying to fix up Suicide Squad. Almost like a soft reboot, people keep saying. So I guess what he was doing... Will Smith didn't like it. No one really knows why, but Will Smith dropped out. I think it was ke- out. Ke- uh, scheduling conflicts. With like bad boys, maybe? Probably. That's what I read. It was, hmm. it was scheduling conflicts. Not I like, guess that could make a little more, more sense. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, Will Smith is tied to like, you know, Aladdin right now. It looks complete trash. Like, clearly he's made bad decisions in terms of movies. Like Right. And then one of the funniest ones was Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, Suicide Squad 2 is happening. And there's a lot of talk about who's going to replace Will Smith now that he's out. And the big one now is apparently Idris Elba is in talks. And word is from the Hollywood Reporter that he's the first and only choice from James Gunn. James Gunn really wants him. And they said that they've been meeting. So how do you think about that one? I mean, honestly... It's it's gonna be interesting, man. Honestly, like there is, I can't think of anybody else to replace him. 
Will Smith in that in that. Besides Idris, you mean? Right. I just yeah. I can't really think of it. Like he's the best leading black man right now when it comes to action films. Yeah, exactly. And so who I mean, else? he's he's knocking it out the park with freaking uh, right? uh, Hobbs and Shaw yeah. and everything. He's he's the man. There isn't that much prominent black actors that are like you know like, like leading man. Like you have right now, Michael B. Jordan is like the new Will Smith right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the young Will Smith yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Goofball, corny, everyone if, loves him. If they went with a Suicide Squad prequel, well, then sure, you'll yeah. get Michael B. But yeah. this is a sequel. No, you no, got to no, get no. an older season I'm, guy. I'm talking about just black people in general. Like who? Like, I can't think of anybody else. It's him, Idris Elba, Will Smith, Denzel, but Denzel's already old. No, he's already old. And he's not. Nah, nah, he's, nah. Is there anybody else? Really? Is that, that's all we have. Anybody yeah. else? Like leading... But we've always we've had this conversation between you Chad, and me. Chad Bo- Chadman Boswick. Right Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but well, he's, he, he's Marvel. Yeah, exactly. I was like, he's untouchable right now. He's, he's in the Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. But we, we've always talked about that having leading actor material doesn't really exist anymore. Like like for for a movie to survive off of the actor's name alone, that doesn't yeah. really exist it doesn't anymore. Happen anymore. Yeah. We I, I like to say that only The Rock has that power now, and even that fails from time to time. Yeah, yeah. The Rock has some slip ups for sure. He um, does. But that doesn't exist anymore because we were talking about the days of like you would put Arnold's name on it, you know, or even Tom Cruise was probably one of the last ones. Yeah, I think. Where name alone. You think his name still carries? Mummy bombed. The mummy bombed. But I think I, the, yeah, the mummy bombed also because it was a, it was name, a bad movie. I don't think his name is carried though. I think I think. You think the, the series. The series. The Mission Impossible the series. The Mission Impossible series. Think about it like night and day. Didn't do well. No, it didn't. It was a good movie, but no, Jack it didn't Reacher do well. Jack Reacher did okay. Edge of Tomorrow did good, I think. Edge of Tomorrow, I'm not sure. That's a good question. But actually. Jack Reacher did okay. Yeah, you're right. His name doesn't carry. No one can, no, I don't think anyone's name yeah. truly carries. So that's tough already because they could really get anyone, but if it'll survive, they need a big name. And right. big names for an older black man to replace Will Smith's character, Deadshot, Idris is the man. Man, yeah, it just, it's kind of weird. Cause Are you like, excited? Not really, honestly. I, I'm excited in the sense it's, it's James Gunn, you know? Right. It's fucking James Gunn and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is a phenomenal. 2 is pretty good. Not as great as 1, yeah. but still good movies. And at the end of the day, he has a, a visual style that's super unique, very creative. And then he also has quirky writing, you know? Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, quirky, dark comedy yeah, and I feel type like writing. Because I remember Slither, one of his early movies. Those things were, that ooh, movie was crazy. Yeah, that movie was pretty bad. No, I, I actually really liked it. Oh, actually, no, wait, I'm thinking about another movie. I'm thinking about the Agent Brody movie that I'm always confusing with. Splice? Splice. That's Not, completely different. Right, I'm thinking about Splice, yeah. What were you going to say, though? Um, I do think um, it's a good choice um, for Agent Saba to be uh, Deadshot. I just, I don't know, man, I'm not really excited. DC Universe movies aren't that exciting to me. Mm. So I really can't... That's right. You didn't care for Aquaman. I didn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. So so I, I see DC on the up and up, and you just see DC being DC. Yeah. Okay. So who else is coming back? Is the rest of the cast coming back? or? Yeah, M- Margot Robbie and... Uh, what about BET? Uh, um, um, who's uh, the woman that played Amanda Waller again? Uh, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Yes, yes, Viola Davis. That's her. Is uh, BET coming back? Who? B- I want BET. That guy from. Oh, I don't uh, know. Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killmonger? Okay, no, not Killmonger. Killer Croc. Killer Croc. Who's Killmonger? Killmonger is Michael B. Jordan. Oh, right. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain's out there. Yeah. Uh, Killer Croc, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that series does. Suicide Squad already, one movie in, needs a reboot. Like, needs something to, like, yeah, change. That's crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, But but I, I think James Gunn can 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 fix it yeah i'm not excited for it. i'm just very curious not excited just curious because he definitely has a an interesting like just style to him well, a, a, a writing style i'm pretty excited though to see the cinematography of it all because james gunn has a way of showcasing like teamwork very well at least in the garden movies where it's kind of like yeah a, he does know how to do an ensemble cast he doesn't know how to do an ensemble cast in terms of like what the Avengers movies do really well and what the Guardians movies do really well where like everybody's fighting but it's so instinct and it just flows into like one character into another character fighting it and it's not like it's cuts but it all formulates into like this great like cinematic piece 
So I'm kind of excited to see like what he does in that in like in that format. So I feel like Suicide Squad didn't really have that. It was kind of like jumbled up, you know, mm-hmm. like their scenes. I feel like he's gonna bring some like stylish art form to that. So in mm. that sense, I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I said, like this universe for me is just mm-hmm. meh. Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see how that one goes. Um, now that we're talking about James Gunn. I'm going to flip it over to Brightburn. Right, saw, the trailer that dropped. We saw that trailer today because the newest one just dropped today. And I'm digging it. It's got the vibe of his old movies, his old dark movies. Yeah. So we'll see where that one goes. It's just pretty much an Elseworlds Superman story from hell. For sure, yeah. At first I was like, what is this, Damien? And then you're like, no, Superman. And then the cape. The red eyes, the symbol. Yeah, he landed. Uh, yeah, he looks yeah. like an alien. And sure, he's not the writer, but he's attached to it. He's the yeah. producer. His brothers worked on it. Clearly, so like he he has he has a hand, hand in on it. it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks good. It looks very good. It it looks really disturbing, and I'm yeah. digging that. I, I I like that. It'd be cool. Hope like honestly, we don't know how the movie's gonna end, but hopefully he doesn't die. Because <laughs> I would like to see him as an adult oh and yeah how that looks yeah because like see it continue and then maybe they could flip it where like whatever his peoples are called but like you know obviously the superman universe um kryptonians kryptonians come down zod and they, mm-hmm. he has to stay he has to save the earth what if they're all psychopaths they're, they're all, maybe they're not maybe what if what if he's a maybe they he's shipped a- them out because he was bad Huh? I guess they could go that too. Maybe they shipped him out because he was like, oh shit, this kid's going to fuck us, our world up. <laughs> and that planet never blew up. And so they sent him to Earth and they're like, oh wait, we can't do that to these people. Let's save them. You know, I actually... That'd be pretty dope. I, I actually can't rule that out because it seems like something that's in that line of, of his style. Yeah. And, and that family style. And also, so. and, and also like, wh- how are they going to stop him? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the only one. There's got to be some kryptonite-like weakness. Be, unless that's what it is, some kryptonite version of whatever. Right, know? right. But I'm just, I'm, I'm liking the, 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 the style of it because in, um, in this day and age, we're getting nothing but cape movies. You know, the superhero, what do they call it? Fatigue. Right. So why not release one and change it up a bit? And I think this one is the change that we need. And it's a nice, it looks, I wouldn't say it's low budget, but it looks very low-key. But and, uh, it doesn't look like it has like a lot of like a lot of like set pieces. Yeah, in like terms big of, budgets. Like, yeah, right. it's not like they're going like traveling to different set pieces, going to like snow and winter. Because every super movie movie has that where like they, yes. have, they have to travel to another country and to find something else. This is small town. Yeah. Um, disaster basically mm-hmm. conflict from this kid. Yeah, horror thriller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm 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 really excited for Budget this movie. Budget wise, it's probably gonna succeed on that alone because since they don't have to do so much, so many changes. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I'm very excited for this one. Um, and just to continue on our trailer binge, Dark Phoenix came out. The newest trailer for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, what'd you think? I am gonna watch it. I've watched all the other ones. I might as well watch this one, but it definitely does look better than Apocalypse because I really did not like Apocalypse. Right. I mean, it's funny because when you saw the trailer for Apocalypse, did you like it? Or just in general? Obviously, just in general, Apocalypse was not good, in my opinion. Uh, the trailer didn't even look good for Apocalypse, though. Because mm. I wasn't feeling... I didn't like from the get-go, and we've spoken about this, too. It's always fucking Magneto's the villain. Every fucking time, Magneto's the villain. Magneto's always the damn villain. So when we saw Apocalypse, we were like, oh, here it comes again. He's the villain again. He found peace, but something bad's going to happen. So, yeah. And this one, judging by the trailer, it looks like Magneto's actually going to have to work together with the X-Men to stop Phoenix and the Hellfire Club and all the other stuff that they're going to introduce. They're going to introduce the alien origin of Phoenix, no doubt, because they showed them going into space Mm. and whatnot. So, I am not excited for it. But I'm curious about how they're finally going to end it because after this, Disney's going to take full reign over the mutants, no doubt. The the thing is, is that at the end of the day, like the X Men universe has been going on for like long, way longer than the Marvel universe, probably like 18 years already. Yeah, 18 years. Um, it's uh, 
It's yeah. the seventh film in the franchise, and it's been going on for 18 years. And so, this movie, like, the whole revamp of the X-Men universe fixes, like, Last Stand, basically, which right. is which is the Brian yeah. Singer's, like, third film, X-Men film. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, he, he didn't do, Brian Singer didn't do the third one, actually. Oh, he didn't do it. Okay, he did no. one or two. He was doing Superman Returns, so he, they got somebody else to do right uh the x-men and but, so days of future past fixed that yeah and then at the end of the day it's just it, like it's, it still brought it into a continuity but right. fixed it it retconned it but it, it didn't pretty much say oh this never happened no it said here it is now we're erasing it within the story yeah which is weird because since you know the timeline whatever threat they face is never you know you know it's, you know it's not it's never the end of course because you see the future so it's yeah. just like well the future changed with days of future past everything's going differently things are happening different like mystique is oh, on the team oh so now the they've they re like they've written the, it's a new it's a new new path yeah, yeah. Now, now from from yeah first first class uh if, technically days of future past is where it's supposed to diverge because that's when they learned from you know the other timeline but so okay so, Days of Future Past changes everything, and then it sets them on a new path. So yes. it's not the same path. It's not the same path. That's so, why X-Men th- 1 never happened in this universe. X-Men 1 did not happen in this universe. Exactly. Oh, fascinating. I so, thought, because I, I, I remember them, I remember there was a part where they went to the future, and Jean Grey's there, and mm-hmm. Logan's there, and he's, and he's like, oh, shit, I get to see her again. Like, he's holding her and shit. Right. Separate timelines, man. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, this is X-Men First Class. Days of Future Past. This is this new timeline. Oh, that's so, why. That's why Mystique's on the team. That's why, like, all, all this stuff is different. Mm, so I guess Beast is still on the team, right? So Logan's universe is. I'm thinking about something in Logan, the movie Logan, mm-hmm. ties in with the the original three. It's the same Logan, obviously. Right, you would think, but maybe that could be its own separate one. Who the fuck knows? I'm just glad that that one was as standalone as possible. Right, right. So I, I was really cool with that. Yeah. In in my mind, the Logan one is its own separate entity. Uh, another uh, another divergent of you know the universe. Timeline. Yeah. Fuck. Right. It's confusing, but but yeah. Nothing from part one and on has happened because it's a totally different thing. Okay, so that's what I thought. I thought this was also connected. Mm-hmm. I was like, this doesn't matter. But now that you're saying that, okay, well, it does matter. But once yeah. again... Yeah, this is Phoenix for the first time. It still again. doesn't matter because this is the end of the X-Men universe. Yep. After this, Mar- uh, Marvel, Disney, Disney's Marvel takes over. And yeah. then we'll see what they do from there. So, I'm not really excited for it, honestly. I do like these movies. I think they're pretty decent at best. Like, I don't think they're bad. No, I, I, I don't think there's anything that's bad, but they do have some that are like, oof, like... To me, part three and Apocalypse are, ugh. Yeah. You can avoid these. I agree. And obviously, the one we never speak of, but I'll speak of it anyways, the first Wolverine movie. Garbage. Right. We do not speak of that one. Right. And so, which Deadpool 2, like, retconned anyway. Yeah. <laughs> in, and, in its own Deadpool way. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm not really excited for it. I don't really care much for even the actors that take, have taken over these roles, like, I don't think any of them are strong enough except for like obviously Jane McAvoy and um, the guy who plays Manito. Oh, and Jennifer Lawrence. And Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't really like her in the Mystique role, honestly. I did like, I liked Elizabeth Banks, I think. No, it was, who was it? That was an original. Rebecca Romaine. I did like Rebecca Romaine. Did you not like her? In, in yeah, the, yeah. No, she was great. Yeah, I liked her. I don't really like, yeah, like I said, I don't really like anyone's take on these characters, really. Mm. I like the original cast better. Okay. How do you feel about the the old class versus the new class? Well, in the new class, the only ones that are worth a damn in the new class, honestly, are uh, the Professor and Magneto. Those exactly. are the only two that are worth a damn. Like like you said. Yeah. Everyone else is pretty weak. Like, I didn't give a shit about the new Jean Grey, even though it's Sansa. I didn't care about the new Cyclops. And we're supposed to care about these. You know who did kind of steal the show, though? Quicksilver. That's about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because we had that Quicksilver, and then we had you didn't see it coming. Yeah, Quicksilver, which no one really gives a shit about. So I like. So, Beast. so there you go. Three I, characters like oh, I like yeah. Beast Boy. Beast Boy's alright. Yeah, I like Beast, Beast not Beast Boy. Beast, sorry, yeah, Beast Boy is from DC. Sorry, yeah, Beast, yeah, not he, the same, not the same. Not then, the then, same. Then, 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 then. Yeah, he he's alright. He's alright. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not really excited for it. And um, I was in an article that obviously um, it doesn't tie into the Marvel universe. But Kevin Feige did review the script. I guess to see the tone of it all. Maybe who knows what's gonna happen? Like if he's gonna introduce the same characters um, into the universe. If he's going to retcon that and bring in new characters. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How do you think it's going to... How do I think they're going to tie it in? Yeah. I think they're going to pull what they did with Andrew Garfield. They're just going to be like, it never fucking happened. And just bring in Tom Holland. Young, whole new origin, whole new thing. And just call it a fucking day. I I have no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what they're going to do with the mutants. Fantastic Four and whatever properties they're going to start using. Right. So this is just the final ship you wave two, and that's it. And then you just got to wait for the new one to come in. I think it's going to be a whole new makeover from top to bottom. Okay. And I, and I think it's for the better, honestly. Yeah. Because, because this X-Men series, like we spoke about, has a lot of downs. Not a lot of downs, but it has its downs to the point where Kevin Feige's like, nah, I don't want to bring that shit over here. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he there's a certain caliber. Like Marvel movies are always great at pretty much like they're not never like lower than like a fucking like seven on like right the consensus is always they're always good movies yeah they're all at least worth a watch the lowest the weakest is worth a watch still and so yeah you have to there really isn't anyone to save from that universe i do think though from the fox universe i think he's going to like let ryan reynolds and deadpool continue on yeah He's already see. said that he wants to keep it R-rated. He's like, you know what? It's already R-rated. Fucking uh, let it be R-rated. That was actually Bob Iger that said uh, that. Bob Iger from Disney. Which right. is even crazier because he's the head of Disney. Right. So for him to say that, that's law. Because yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige can probably say it. And at the end of the day, Bob Iger can be like, nah. But Bob Iger said he sees, he sees money in, in the rated R. Right. So you're right. Ryan Reynolds will stay. I think Ryan Reynolds is the only one that's safe from it. And then yeah. they like... But his character is so break the fourth wall that you can do all the changes you want and it can still stay within character, within like... It, right. all, it, it could all still make sense. They, all, they did that in Deadpool 2 where he like goes to the man- mansion and he's just like, where are you guys? Why is it always fucking like Cyclops? Right. And then you and, see the cast from, and it's clearly like a green screen that they that they're on. They just yeah. close the door, and it was like, all right. So well, and the other one, yeah, exactly. You just see it's them, the, yeah, the, the first class, the first class, yeah, that, that's there. They just close the door on him, so they mm-hmm. don't don't see him. Um, so they could do something similar with that, honestly. So they don't really need to introduce him, and he can stay his like separate yeah. thing, which it, I it, like because it's the fact that he's not a serious character that saves him, yeah. from from coming back constantly. And what I do like about Deadpool and other superheroes is that his his villains the the shit he goes through is very just he's like a street level uh superhero mm-hmm. so he doesn't deal with like yeah a, a, apocalypse stuff. apocalypse stuff that, that's not his thing he yeah the world is ending I just want someone to shoot yeah you don't that don't call me for that exactly yeah so like ah yeah, whatever yeah so it's it's gonna be fine um. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it, how they end it all, and like maybe they can wrap it up. I think they. I mean, I'm not. Sh- I'm not as a, far sh- as Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I'm not sure if they knew that this was gonna be the end, end, but hopefully mm. th- they have a good ending that like allows you to wrap it up. Right. Like in a nice. The, the, yeah, people that are goal. a fan of this timeline, this series, can be like, okay, they had a good run. Right. Now let's see what's next. Unlike Spidey, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they kind of ended on the most cliffhanger of cliffhangers. Yeah, crazy. And it's like, damn, you ended this universe like that? That's fucked up for the fans, you yeah. know? But, yeah, I exactly. Just about that. I just thought about there was a moment, I think, where, like... I, I, I think I watched it in the theater with you. I can't remember. There was a, there was a, I think there was, like, a deleted scene that, like, he was at the grave and somebody was going to come up, like, his... I think their parents are going to come out or their dad. Oh, the whole timeline? The whole timeline. The whole plot line that they're actually alive and they're secret agents yeah, or something? Yeah, something like that. Something was going to yeah. happen. Like, they were thinking about doing Like, oh, shit, that would have been interesting. Yeah, they're fucking... They, that, guard, that, that universe wasn't that bad. Like, 2 was was a not a good movie, but it wasn't a bad movie. It could have... It, it, it didn't deserve the hate it got. It didn't. It, it, really it, didn't. it was... It His didn't Spider-Man was on point. Yes. His Peter Parker, not so yeah. much. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um... 
but yeah, so we'll see what happens there. And what else we got going on in terms of news? Well, news, let's get right to what I've been excited to talk about. So we have the new Game of Thrones trailer. Yeah. Season eight, long awaited. We had a year, two years. And shit, we saw it. It looks fucking awesome. Yep. I can't wait. And uh, I guess we're going to kind of get into the trailer a bit and maybe what we think is going to go on with the show. So you're interested in watching Game of Thrones and you've never seen it before. You're not caught up. You're missing a season or two or an episode or two. Yeah. You could stop right now because it's just going to be Game of Thrones talk from here on out. So bye. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you that are staying, let's talk about it. The trailer. What'd you, th- awesome. what'd you think, man? Opening up with Sansa? Arya, sorry. Yeah. Whatever. It's all right, man. It, it, it's, it's been a year in change. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're forgetting a little bit, but. but Arya, she's uh, seen many faces of death, and she's excited to see this one. Who is she going to kill? Who is she talking about? Uh, I mean, I automatically think that she's talking about the White Walkers. Like, she's prepared to start fucking up some White Walkers. Really? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the the one of the more obvious ones is she wants to finally kill the queen, right? The the one that started everything, everything, yeah, of her demise. But I don't know. I I I really think it's just the uh, the final battle for for the White Walkers, hmm. which you kind of see everyone getting in. And isn't it crazy that Jamie Lannister ends up being one of the fucking favorites? Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm completely rooting for him, especially when he came on the trail. I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" He, he, and he started off. But he's always been a favorite, though, dude. You're right, he has. But it's just crazy looking at how his character has grown. I know we mentioned it before, but still, it's still mind blowing. Like this motherfucker was banging his sister and threw a kid off the freaking castle trying to kill him. Yeah, but look he, how far he's gone. He, <laughs> I don't know, man. He's always he's he's always been a scumbag, but he's always had like morals you know he's always he's, had, he's had redeeming features yeah always because this show we've always talked about this show has always been about fucked up people right a- everyone has their moments except for the starks they're for the most part barely fucked up yeah. everyone else has their moments of like damn and the thing is when the starks fuck up they don't have most of them don't have a chance to redeem themselves this like, is true <laughs> yeah the fuck up was kind of like, like, oh, you, it's like don't marry that girl i'm gonna marry her mom yeah fuck man up and then yeah, so. uh, I was surprised this trailer showed the dragons because I'm always expecting that they got to work on those dragons for a long time before they look good enough to show. You know, you got to give it all those passes, those special effects. And they're showing them and they look freaking awesome. Well, um, and the, it looks like they're finally going to ride on the dragons together. Like together. They, were, they were walking towards it. And yeah, it looked like they're about to, hey, let's do this, do this ride. It's, you know, who I was expecting to hear in the trailer. And I was just like, oh, man, that's. It's interesting that she didn't speak. Was uh, the queen? The queen, right? And she had that moment where she's about to sip like a cup of wine or something. Yeah, and she, yeah. And she does like this weird little like sinister smile. Yeah, like and she looked like she was gonna say something. something and she was like, yeah. "Well," and it's it's it's. I'm not sure if that's telling or not. It's just one of those things where like you know she's like the villain of like, yeah, the yeah. series now. It's completely self destructive. Like she's got nothing to lose. Yeah. And she just wants the whole world to burn with her, which is what we keep talking about. We think it's going to go to she's going to become the Mad King, essentially. Right. She's going to become that. I mean, whole... she's she's almost there, essentially, already. Yeah. People are already calling her that in previous seasons and whatnot. Yeah. But it's going to finally come to fruition. Like, she's going to burn the whole fucking place down. Yeah. And hopefully Jamie's the one to end it. If not, that's fine, too. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm so excited for this damn show. What do you think about the episode number? That's pretty short compared to other seasons. It's it's a lot shorter, and they're going to be actually movie length. Oh, so each episode is going to be about two hours? It's going to be about an hour and a half, yes. L- l- last I checked. Mm, so, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be big, and I can't freaking wait. What did you think about the battle, that the battle for Winterf- Winterfall? Oh yeah, they're already calling it battle in any film. Yeah, meaning movies or television. Right, they were saying it's going to be longer than like the Battle of Helm's Deep, which if you think about it, that's like half of the the two towers, Lord of the Rings, Mm. and shit, that's going to be insane if it really is that big. That's going to be an entire hour and a half episode. Yeah, I mean, 
with with that long of a with that long of a episode, like a lot of people are gonna die. Like, yeah, a ton. And I mean, maybe it, like our our you know our favorite characters are going to fall. Yeah, in that, well, that episode. For anyone that watches Thrones, we all know that characters die. Characters drop like flies. Like a little lately, you know, not too many of the favorites have been dying, but right. we all know this is the final season. Yeah, a- a- anyone can go. Like absolutely anyone can go at any moment. And I'm kind of excited to see that because I want to know if my favorite will, will make it, which I'm, I'm Team Tyrion all the way. Oh, so you think he's going to become king? I don't know if he'll become king, but I think he'll make it to the end. No, no, he wouldn't become king. He'll, no. he'll, he'll, he'll be a position high up, but I, I think he'll make it to the end. I'm hoping. Well, he's, he's also like George R. R. Martin's like favorite character. So. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. What do you think? You know, I do think I think Arya's gonna die. I, I think so too. I think she was. I I don't think she has much of a of a character arc going for her right now. It's just vengeance, and I think that they're gonna kind of drop in a little bit of uh, you know, if you go for vengeance, you're pretty much killing yourself in a way. Right. So, so I think they're gonna go with that. Hey, yeah, I don't think she'll make it either. So, um, just for. Um, clarity we're talking about a uh, number of episodes and even in season seven uh had seven episodes mm. so how many episodes is eight gonna have it's, it's gonna, gonna have six episodes six episodes and last i checked they're all gonna be movie length an hour and a half to possibly two hours each so yeah so that's yeah, gonna be awesome yeah you're right from the beginning we wanted a to tell a 70 hour movie that turned into a 73 hour movie 70 hour movie that's because of the amount of episodes that were total because if you look at it when this season is over it's going to be 73 episodes total ah fascinating. So that's what they meant oh, okay that's what they meant okay yeah so it's gonna be six episodes which is its shortest yeah. um season ever yeah but with the way it ended it kind of ended with li- li- you know literally death at their door like yeah. the breeze was coming in and we know that's it. So yeah, this episode, pretty this episode, this season pretty much seems to me like it's going to be mostly action, at least in the last half. Is there any, because now that we're getting towards the end of the show, obviously there's a lot of mystery and a lot of like, questions that need to be solved. Is there anything that needs to be wrapped up? What need, uh, as far as storylines, we yeah. need to find out, obviously, when Jon Snow realizes the relation okay. with her, right? obviously, with his auntie. Uh, I am freaking excited for the Clegane Bowl, which is the Clegane brothers actually finally duking it out. Right. That's one of my biggest things. I can't wait for that. I hope they actually make the fight good if it happens, which it most likely will happen. And one of the, my theories, which was why the Mad King went mad. Which is, we think, is Bran. Yeah, we kind of have this theory going on that Bran's going to go back there and fuck with his head, kind of like how he fucked with Hodar's head. Right. So I'm, I'm still, you know, thinking there's going to be a lot more story in the past to be told. Yeah. Certain things. I feel like, I feel like Bran needs to be wrapped up as well. Like his yeah. story, like who he not who he is, but what is his, his role? His role in all of this, and is he truly like the mastermind or the yeah. architect of everything that's happening? Which I'm thinking it is. Yeah, he's the one that creates the song of ice and fire. I think I think Bran gets stuck in a time loop, and I feel like since he knows everything, he's trying to prevent everything from happening. Maybe, but then he causes everything to happen. Yeah, like a paradox. Right. That, that, that could be. He could just be a walking paradox. Yeah, and so I feel like that is what is happening uh, to him. So, yeah, that's the only thing. I, I don't think there's anybody else, any other mysteries, because everything came uh, every, to light, literally, like, last season. Like, mm-hmm. things were coming to light. People. To finally see how Cersei dies, because we know that she's going to fucking die. Right, and, even, and, and we even, all have our theory that the brother's going to do it. Right, because that is the... Um, prophecy yeah that prophecy we did i don't think in the i don't remember the show getting into it but i know the novels did right she will die by the hands of her little brother and that's why she hates Tyrion, and so on right. and so forth but also her younger brother is also jamie because he was born first 
Yeah, so. and he was the hand of the king, hand blah blah blah. So it's yeah, very, yeah. it's very telling. It, it, yeah, there's a lot of things that were like, yeah, this is obviously gonna go this way, but I still want to see how it'll right. go because they could still they could still throw in a few few things. And isn't it fucking crazy that the show is about to end and the damn books are not finished? Yeah, he George R. Martin. George that. Railroad Martin. He mentioned that he was kind of he had mixed feelings about the ending, saying that like, well, he wished he had finished the books in time. Well, shit, whose fucking fault is that? Yeah, and and so yeah, he had mixed feelings because like obviously like he is a contributor to the show, and they um, where I'm looking for, they ask him for advice. He's a yeah, he, he. You're trying to say that he essentially gave them like the outline, yeah, basically, of where his yeah, stuff yeah. was going. He um, he gave him the skeleton of where his books. He's a consultant for the show. There basically. you go, creative consultant, creative consultant for the show. And so he lets them know what's happening. The books, um, I think the book came out after the episode, but the Hodar scene wasn't in the books, and that is something that is in the books or has was already written in one of the books before. That no, scene no, came it out. hasn't. It hasn't. This that book, is all, oh, that book hasn't come out yet. Pretty much from the moment that Stannis burns his daughter, that wasn't there. Ooh, fascinating. The, the books ended at the For the Watch. That's where the books ended. So there's a lot of shit. I don't remember, I don't remember that part, For the Watch. Where, where Jon Snow gets fucking... Oh, he gets stabbed. He gets oh, Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, from that part on... Nothing has happened that's been happening on the shows. But I, I, I do recall that him saying that the Hodar scene is something that he was. Yes, the Hodar scene is something that was there. The Stannis scene is something that he has too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all happening. It, it, and I have no doubt that he's pissed. Yeah. And he'll change shit up just so that books can be different. That's true because he has like what two more books left, mm-hmm. and even though he probably consulted on the ending, he's like, you know what? With time, anything can yeah. change. He, well, his books also have a fuck ton more more characters right. that the shows never even dived into. Right. That now it's too late for him to even like bring it up. It, in in the show. Right. But in the books, he can spend another fucking twenty years if he's still alive by then. Yeah. Making all the books he wants with all the characters, but yeah. I wonder if he has like a successor to like finish the books if he dies. I mean, he he has been quoted saying like, "Oh, he has a lot more to write, and he hopes he lives for a long time." He has been taking a long time to write these books. He's been yeah. essentially writing them for like decades. Yeah, he's seventy years old right now too. Right, so, and so it takes him like ten years to write a book. Right, and so if he has two more books left or a few more books left, like that, by eighty, once you die in your seventies. You don't get the, oh, you were so young speech, you know? Right. Oh, no, he left too soon. No, you get the, oh, okay. I get, all right. Yeah. You know, rest in peace. As fucked up as that is to say, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yo, know, 50s, you get it. You could die in your 40s and 50s and you're like, oh, no, he still had so much life exactly. left. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe 60s. But once you get to that 70 mark, that's it. I hope yeah. he comes out with his fucking books, man, because I started reading the books and once... Once I realized that it takes him too damn long, I was like, I'm not going to waste my time on this until it's all finished. Because, right, because by the then time, once you read a book, you have to wait 10 more years and then you need to right, refresh and, and then exactly, exactly. I just rather read them all. When they're all finally done in some decade, I would like to start from the beginning and read all of them. Right. I would love to do that. But I'm not going to be doing that with when each book takes 10 years. Of course. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see if he's able to come release them at, at a faster like you know at this point i mean game of thrones is so big you and, could, and like, HP- you could find someone to like help you write that book yeah you could find someone to like who knows your work who knows in, the lore just to, as much exactly. as you do exactly and then you guys just spit fire on ideas and if his writing is good as yours, yeah. just allow him to write a few pages for and, you. And, it, and it's crazy because he's he's creative consultant for the show obviously right. and hbo no doubt is going to do, which they already are, doing a spinoff show. Right. Hasn't officially been announced. Of, it has. Of, it has. A spinoff has been announced, but not the title or what it's going to be about exactly. Right. But I'm sure he's going to be creative consultant for this one too. 
And that's going to take more time off of him writing the fucking books that he's supposed to be finishing. So it's like, George, you got one job. Yeah. Can you at least finish it and stop getting ADD distracted? I do think he probably needs to hire. Maybe he does hire a team of people that's helping him write. The I, book. I, I think he's got writer's block and he's being intimidated by the show because maybe the show's either going really good or doing stuff that maybe he didn't want to do. And or maybe didn't, he can't live up. To, at the end of the day, this is one of those shows. can't live up to the expectation. These are, regardless of how this show ends, people are going to fall like with mixed feelings. At the end of the day, you're going to hate it or mm-hmm. love it or like for sure praise it. I think it's going to get obviously praised, but people are, some people are going to come away like, oh, wait, this is not the ending I wanted. Yeah, that, that kind of reminds me a little bit of, so Stephen King was writing this series for years called The Dark Tower. Mm. It took him so fucking long to finally finish it. When he finally finished it, it was, it was split. Right. Some, some people liked it. Some people didn't. It's going to be like that, too. So check this out. He wrote Game of Thrones, the mm-hmm. first book, yeah. in 1996. He wrote Ooh. A Clash of Kings in 1993, three years later. Oh, three years later. Okay, so it's time I skip. Yeah, yeah. Going he to- wrote A Storm of Swords in 2000. Nice. One year after. And he wrote A Feast for Crows, 2005, five years later. And then here's the big one. He wrote... A Dance with Dragons in 2011. A six-year jump. And it's been eight years, and the other one hasn't come out yet. And when did time, what time did Game of Thrones come out? The show Game of Thrones. Came out in 2011. 2011. So it came out when his book, Dance with Dragons, came out. And you can't, I can't wonder why he can't finish a book. From when the moment the show started... So when the show is over, he hasn't come out with one book. He hasn't come out with an additional book. So literally, this dude cannot multitask. He can't multitask. That's it. Like so, and think about it. This the show came out in 2011. Obviously, they were writing it, they're producing it in 2010. He's had his hands full with the show, or at least afraid that the show is going to take off. The show just took off from the from the get go. Yeah, and. Yeah, dude, it just and and it, and it just gets more and more fans every year. It just it kind of seems that like like you're right, writer's block. He can't be that busy with the show because no, he ha- It's what you 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 sit in through like the right the writers room. Yeah, and that's it. Once- I, I I think it's just his creation like yeah. took over and he's like fuck. I, I have no control over this right yeah. now. It's not going to be that good. It's not going to be that good. Which of course everyone has those doubts. But damn, dude, you got a responsibility right now. Yeah. Because I can't imagine being a creative consultant taking that much of your time. You're probably in the writer's room, and then that's it. You're and not you, probably on set giving like lines. No, like, no. There's the lines. He's in a room full of writers, and they say shit, and he's like, that sounds good. And he goes back to his fucking trailer. Or he'll say, I don't agree with that. My character would do this. And they'll Maybe go, do okay. it for a, co- a couple months, send some storyboards, and call it a day. Yeah. But this whole... Damn, that's a long time, man. Yep. So... Yeah, for you. And, and he's got two more books. So that he it says, says that he, that he yep, it says "The Winds of Winter" and "A Dream of Spring." But Those the are his winds two of winter final books. Is gonna come out soon. It has to. It 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 is, it is. So he has technically one more book to like finish. Who knows when "Winds of Winter" is actually gonna come out? It's been being teased for years, years. That's, that's crazy, man. Because he's even released certain chapters for people to read online, and that was like two or three years ago. So. Yeah, and he just keeps getting so fucking pissed when people talk to him about it. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, if you're a Game of Thrones uh, lover in terms of the books, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna get to be able to finish that series. You know? Yeah. It just, it just seems that like the way at his pace, if this book comes out next year, right? He'll be seventy-one, I guess. And mm-hmm. if it takes him another eight years to be 78, he doesn't look like a healthy man to be like, you know, so hopefully he's in good spirits and he'll, he's able to like finish this, you know, because mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, then we're going to have the show to be our legit ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm, I'm skimming through articles right now and it's always him saying it'll be done soon. It'll be done soon. It's months away. And then he said it's not coming in 2018. But as like a publicist or like someone who like publishes the book, like you must, like the publish, the publisher, the publisher, yeah, publicist, wrong, wrong word. Yeah, the publisher must the be. The publisher like, man must be so 
angry. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. When the show is over, people are still going to be like, damn, now what? So if he can release the book right when the show is over, right when the final episode airs, it's going to make so much fucking money. Yeah, at this point, I mean, honestly, at this point, like, he's probably just swimming in money already. He's, he absolutely he is. He probably gets money. a cut from merchandising, from the show. I'm sure. He gets a cut for everything, probably. You he's know? a known name. He's got a fucking Funko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if not, he can always, like, double as a Santa Claus, like, you know, um, right, right. impersonator. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, him, oh, him, oh, winter is coming, you know? Yeah, and then him beheading dolls and going, yeah, oh, yes. yes. Yeah, the stuff of nightmares. So I guess that's a wrap on yeah. today's episode, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, follow us on social media. We are have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We do reviews on our Facebook and Instagrams of some things that we've uh, seen and watched. Uh, we recently reviewed uh, Rocket Ralph uh, 2. Yep. On our um, social media feeds. It's pretty much things we never got around to, so we're just throwing it now because we took a big hi- hiatus break. Mm-hmm. So during that break, we watched a few things, and now we're just slowly like releasing them in um, written form if you want to check that out. All right, so catch us again next week, and see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.